3: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: just go for it okay mate okay big start today
2: oh my days oh my goodness um oh my gosh we are back we are blimmin well back Um, it's the flatters and shankers podcast. I'm flatters. He is
1: shankers. OMG. I cannot believe it. Um, life is getting back to normal, mate. I had a McDonald's breakfast this morning. What? That's a a good sign.
2: What'd you say, piggy? McDonald's breakfast, sausage and egg McMuff
1: double. What's the point of having a single? Um, and I went past McDonald's as well. I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Got past (laughs) it. had to do a Yui. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, go on then. You gave it the one-handed wax on, wax off on the steering wheel, oh, did you? I thought, done I, thought done I thought I'd done it. I thought I'd done it.
1: I thought I'd done it because I came into the office early. half six. and the roads were clear and I could do it legally. And I just thought, go on then. Go on then. So go you on, babes. Good? I'll
2: have a sausage McMuff. Make it a dubs. Do you want to see? Do you want to see? Do you want to dub? go on then, babes. Go on then. Make it a dubs. No. Oh, well done, fella. You know, it's it's funny. You know, I like saying it's funny. It's funny you say that because um, I'm not Ray
1: when you did your impression, then.
2: Oh right, yeah, Just okay, saying. yeah. I I actually last night was on the way back from um, Franklin's Gardens. God bless you. Um, and uh, I went past a Costa drive through, and I knew I had dinner waiting for me on the table. I knew I had a really nice dinner, but I had hadn't. There's no. We'll talk about that in a sec. But I was basically like, I'm not going to go to Costa drive through. I'm not going to get one of those really calorific cappuccinos because I've already had two today on the journey up. Uh, And I'm also not going to get an almond and uh, raspberry slice because it's actually out of my way. It's the wrong exit off this roundabout. Then I was like, I found myself just driving there, found my arms turning right instead of left, found myself driving there, drove all the way through, wound my way through about three car parks to get to it. And it was closed. So I can claim to be virtuous and mentally strong because I didn't get it.
1: Box didn't a chimp it, like on your I shoulder, it. didn't you? You boxed it. I mean,
2: I mean, a cappuccino's all that bad. It's a bit of milk,
1: a bit of coffee. I know there's a, there's a little bit of sugar in it, but I mean, I thought you were going to say something like a frappuccino
2: then. That's bad for you. Yeah, but fella, I've been getting trolled about my weight, mate.
1: Yeah, and your jacket. And I'm partly to blame for that as well.
2: It's funny, uh, you hmm. said, oh, all this time off, I still haven't got any <laughs> new clobber. I mean, <laughs> firstly, Savile Rose has been on lockdown too, mate. <laughs> and also, after the Chiefs uh, Tigers game <laughs> Ellis Genge walked past us and we were broadcasting <laughs> okay. and said you, oh did you oh right yeah You got a new jacket <laughs> alright mate
1: five, five months to sort your clobber out for the game and, he, and that's what you turn up in <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what though mate I mean we've had a little bit of a break um, we've had to really because um, we couldn't get any guests on um, we actually don't have anyone today either um, this is an early start for us but it's normality is coming back isn't it sport back on the TV Ronnie O'Sullivan won his sixth world title oh. yesterday um, did you see the quotes yep. uh, this month he said in the papers about I saw the
2: interview yeah how crap the young players are yes yeah I saw the interview it's brilliant <laughs> yeah
1: a little and maybe to some but then when it's coming from him uh, one of the but greatest. He
2: said, to, he said to the guy he beat last night, he said he uh, in the interview afterwards, he said he's a cut above everyone else who's his edge. So he sort of <laughs> backed it up even then.
1: you uh, complaining yesterday because they're playing music in between sets, um, like Burn, Baby Burn. And the guy who's <laughs> playing was singing along to it and uh, Ronnie wasn't happy. He said, is this going to be on every set? Um, <laughs> Did he? But yeah. But I tell you what's been, I tell you what's been entertaining me. Um, Roy Keane, for one. Um, I'll just turn yeah. on the football for half time and end a game. Just to listen to him. Yeah. Um Formula One been at it, is it? Formula One. Really enjoyed that. I enjoy it way more now that I've watched Drive to Survive series one and two. Um because you feel what like is that? Oh yeah, of course it's that you I feel like you've got a little yeah. bit of an insight into um into the drivers, but Bottas and um and Hamilton just dominating cars so much better. Would you call
2: me? All right. But do you, so maybe that's an interesting one because you, you are more likely to watch Formula One because you have watched that documentary. So that is a good yeah endorsement of doing these fly-on-the-wall things. A little um, bit.
1: I mean, it's, it's a bit of a one, two-horse race, really, because Mercedes, Patron, yeah. McLaren, whatever they're called, are just so much better. The car's so much better. Although, yeah. um, although Red Bull won last week. Um, but do you see Hamilton come around the corner uh, with... Blown a tire on the front. It's brilliant. No. You had three or four corners left. Bottas tire blue. Um it is exciting. Now, people slag it off massively. Um it's it's a bit like Marmite. It's a bit like you, really. You either like it or don't. Um
2: yeah.
1: And yeah. uh and he had to yeah. do three corners with a blown out tire. And he made it? Yeah, he made it. Of course he did. Um cricket's been good as well. Enjoyed watching the cricket. Um Are you a cricket fan or not? Not really. Well.
2: No, don't watch it.
1: Yeah. I always associate the cricket with good times because when you go to the cricket, you know, when you actually go to watch it live in corporate, obviously, you're not really going for the cricket. You're going for the drinks, the bants, the drinking games, the 12-hour binge.
2: The absolute um, bants with a Z.
1: Yeah, and I always get excited. It's like when you drive past Bristol Airport, I think, oh, I get excited. You know, I should be going to Ibiza or La Manga or Palmer or someone like that. A golfing, drinking trip. Um,
2: yeah, or Newcastle to comment out on the game. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Golf ma- Golf major at the first one. Morikara yeah. one. Colin Morikara, young bloke. Um, unbelievable shot, mate. Unbelievable shot on the sixteenth. Hit a drive
2: to the green. I only know Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, Rory Cantor, and Eddie Pepperell.
1: Yeah, um, Rory Cantor's been doing all right as well, actually. Um, yeah, he's changed. Very active on social media. Uh, Tiger Woods back. You want to watch that fella? It's on um, Sky Documentaries.
2: It's good, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I and mean, I just don't have time. I just don't have time to watch all these things because I'm working so much at the moment. <laughs>
1: You had one day back uh just before yeah. just before we we sort of put series to bed or whatever you might I, mean, I I don't know you might have a couple you want to say but i watch. I found something I stumbled across uh, across something on uh, by accident on Netflix it was called supermarket heist right and um it was like a ton- you discover
2: the weirdest programs
1: yeah but it was like a, a toned down version of Unabomber. um like a PG version. It's basically something. I thought
2: you were going to say a toned down version of Supermarket Sweep with Dale Winton. <laughs> who, by the way, hit on me once.
1: Did you know he? Right? Yeah. Hit you or hit on you? Hit on me. All right. Touching outside of clothes or anything else?
2: No, we did a no? thing... Weren't you there? We did a thing at Saracens with him, a photo shoot. And then he left a note. He left a... Uh, he was very friendly and then he left a note for me in my pigeonhole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you remember what it said?
2: <laughs> yeah. It said, to some you are David, to others you are flats. To me, you will always be the hunk. Call me with the mobile number.
1: If you fancy, if you fancy a checkout.
2: Uh, yeah, so there you go.
1: I'll sweep your aisles. Um, yeah, so it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's um, a, a, a guy, basically, who is holding up Tesco's to ransom. Um, he wants money put on Tesco's club cards. This is... Back in, I think maybe two thousand um, Tesco's club cards, and otherwise he's going to put letter bombs through Tesco's customers' doors.
2: Okay, God, it's real. Yeah, it's real. It's a documentary. It's good. Wow, it's good.
1: I enjoyed it. Okay, I love stuff like that. I really, you know, what I really, I am
2: going to watch that. I really miss twenty four hours in police custody.
1: I am like Miss Marple. Um, yeah, I like that. So good. Yeah, I'm um, I've been watching a lot of traffic cops recently, hoping that James Hook is going to feature on it because. That was um, <laughs> that was one of his his number one jobs after rugby was. He fancied being a traffic cop. Um, <laughs> uh, you have got to have dreams, mate. I'm, Never give up.
2: I'm sort of hoping one of the hairy bikers does his knee or something, and they need a substitute, and they call me in. That'd be the one for me.
1: You're not that hairy, though.
2: No, I'm not. But I could do something. I could do. I've got I've got a hairy enough body. That is um, true.
1: That is true. You got. Yeah, you've got a hair like a Zohan down the pants. Mm,
2: mm. Um, you won't like know that what that means. I I, uh, I have been getting trolled about my weight online. Mm. Um, it's not good, fella. I mean, you know. When you say trolled, well. is it is
1: it a bit of bounce because you are the David Flatman, you know, always joking, always laughing, always saying Absolute something. Absolute lols. Yeah, always saying something quirky.
2: Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I'll feel um, but I just think, you know, if I, were I was going to come around a there and teenager, kick their ass, if I was a yeah. teenage girl, would it be all right to send me this stuff? That's what I keep thinking. Mm. You know, and yeah, well,
1: there's no chance of you being a teenage girl.
2: No, I'm not. Not yet. No, no. Uh, but um,
1: only when it comes I've, to banter,
2: I decided to do something about it and try and, you know, get a bit off again. And um, that started with me not getting a Costa drive through arm and slice last night.
1: Well, wow, yeah. Which I think
2: it's actually decent effort for through me.
1: default really, was not it?
2: So anyway, I mean I'm back at work, fella. Come and
1: then tell me what it's like. What's it like I'm to earn money? Work.
2: I'm back at work. Um
1: Do you get paid for, for that for what you did on uh, Saturday? If you
2: need any if you need any cash, you spot me let me know because I've got like 8 pounds 40 now. Doesn't feel, feel like work for £8.
1: 40. if you do something that you love, mate. Yeah,
2: that's why it felt so much like work. Um no, do you know what? It was blimmin' ace, and uh, on Friday the stars aligned. So I had I went to Chiefs on Saturday, and I went to uh, Saints yesterday, being Sunday. Yes, and what the what the stars aligned on Friday? In the I've been in Devon on me holes, and you know you've been there with me a couple of, for a few days with the kids, as, as you know, because you were there. Um, and it's one of those things where you've really got to go when the sun's out you've got to go to the beach you've got to do stuff you've got to do stuff and the weather was the first day the only day last week the weather was horrendous on Friday so I got a whole day in front of my laptop my MacBook Air um, just reading catching up prepping reading catching up prepping it was great and uh, very few interruptions, just reading stuff on different different newspapers and websites and catching really catching up. And um, then I just spent nine and a half hours in the car over two days, which is exactly what my life used to look like. And I really like it mm. because I'm listening to an excellent podcast, which I'll tell you about in a sec. Mm-hmm. But it was great to be back at work. And, you know, y- you and I know that um, and the listeners might not know this. But really we we'll, we love doing the T V stuff and we do that because we love it and it's it's great. But really the, the gigs you really need to come back are the big corporate gigs. Um and they ain't back yet. But this is a decent start and
1: small acorns, mate, all right?
2: Small acorns. Always I told help.
1: you that. I've always told you that. Um you know when you were in front of your Matt Beguerre um two thousand and fourteen, um you need to upgrade. Yeah. Um I don't need to upgrade it. Yeah, you do. Uh For the whole of the day, were you at all tempted or or did you um, turn on Netflix and watch any more of Monster Catch or the world's most deadliest prisons?
2: Oh. Oh, do you know what? I've watched I've never watched more fishing clips on Instagram than since you left Devon. Because, <laughs> because we, we because spent a couple of days watching them, didn't we? On,
1: on well Netflix the weather, weather wasn't programs. great. The weather wasn't great. The girls were doing TikToks, um, and some maths and English and um some schoolwork. Some prep for Latin, yeah. Some prep for September. So you know, we took it upon ourselves for probably about four hours really to watch um Monster Catch I think was one. It was quite good fun. I mean I I gotta yeah. Got a nice little video of you watching Monster Catch, slash sleeping, resting your eyes, saving it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the a bit of World's Deadliest Prisons, I think it is. Um, quite enjoyed, actually.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, some of these garbage shows are excellent, aren't they? Yes. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm getting into the fishing clips now on Instagram as well because they're a bit more instant. Can you tell me what uh,
1: podcast you've been listening to in the car then for nine hours?
2: Yeah, having said that, having said it's really good, I want to make sure I've got the title right. I think it's called In the Dark. Um
1: well, it's a series, isn't it? I've watched, I've listened to a few.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Curtis Flowers. And I realise about an episode and a half in, as I quite often do, that I had listened to it before. Um, But I'd stopped. And I'm quite glad I stopped a year or two ago, whenever it was, because now there's loads of extra episodes on series two. And it's getting to the point where I think it's it's one of those investigative podcasts that's actually going to reach a conclusion and there's actually gonna be an answer and he's actually gonna get released or convicted. Yep. Um, I think released at the end. So I am super hyped. Um, I've got a little bit of time in the car today. So I'm hoping to, mm, if I can, nut through it and finish it today Um, and tomorrow I'm in the car as well. So either way, the next 24 hours, it's getting done, it's getting did. Mm. Uh, but it's been really, really good. I've enjoyed it, so I I quite like that. Um, pull over, get you fill the car up, get yourself a coffee, maybe a little flapjack. Um, settle in, get your get your Google Maps on the Apple CarPlay, so you know where you're going, and get your coffee going, get your get your podcast going, and cruise along with the radar cruise control on. When, That's heaven for me, mate. Yeah, That's work.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, you obviously being the the TV star out of us really I mean you, you do more you are signed to Channel 5 um when are you gonna promote this podcast mate when are you go on the one show GMTV Jeremy Vine uh, and other TV uh, you see, channels thing to, I, to I haven't married one? a
2: royal I have not married anyone from the royal family um Tins I mean look mate tins, we're all married
1: to princesses we just we just don't tins, go on about it
2: yeah I you mean know? Tins uh Tins and I and, and Zara and I all agree we've all agreed um, behind closed doors unofficially that had I been on the same night out that Tins was on after the semi semi-final in 2003 it's more likely me that'd be married to Zara now because um, mm, I've well, got everything Tins rug, women don't care about rugby pedigree alright but I've got everything he's got in, on a night out and more um, you're a bit you're a bit so, bigger
1: mate You're 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 harder to share a bath with share a shower with walk past in a hallway
2: um, share a bed with yeah um, I wouldn't want it. I would not want to share a bed with me. Whereas tin, but Tins. Oh my god! I went to, I went to, uh, Ian Bolshaw's, Um, he lives in Beeritz, and he's got like a holiday home they sort of rent out down there. And Tins, Andy Beatty, the Beast, and I went to stay with Bolsh for a few days a little while back. And um, Beast, we had uh fillet, we had um, Cote de Berth and Beast. No, we had Chateaubriand and Beast uh, puked it up on Harry Haronordik's white high tops in Playboy Nightclub about three hours after we ate it. Um, Imanol didn't quite realise he was sitting there drinking and Beast just spewed on his feet. Um, uh, And he said, oh, my sneakers, my sneaks. Um, And anyway, three floors, like a townhouse. And in the end, Tins was on the ground floor Beast and I were on the first floor we went up to like the attic room or the top floor whatever it was to try and escape the noise of his snoring and we still couldn't I can sleep through anything mate you could attack me with hammers and I probably wouldn't wake up Tins's snoring was unbelievable Zara used to talk about it you know if you're mucking around and doing an impression of a snoring pig you couldn't do it as loud and he does it for like four five six hours so no wonder he's had his nose done it was unbearable Mm. um so I think you yeah, basically she should have married me. That's what I'm
1: saying. We wish them the best of luck. Um, they seem to have got a good Who? PR. The Royal team. are all family. Ah, the good, the bad, the rugby, the new pod they've set oh, up. I like,
2: oh, yeah, I like all that. They look like they've got some good guests on the stuff. It's like they've got a marketing I, um, team.
1: They've got a PR team behind them. I, th- I was thinking, mate, maybe we should, maybe we should look to get a third person involved. Um, you know, they've got Payno, haven't they? Who's who's hosting? It. Maybe we should. Yeah. Maybe we should go for someone along the same lines like Mark Francis, Vandelli. There he is. He's the really posh one from right. Maiden Chelsea.
2: He's like, oh, he's like top lip. Just Oh, he'd be good.
1: Yeah. Um, I think
2: we should get Claire Balding. I think Gary Lineker will do it. Um No, it
1: need to be posh, mate. Need to be too... that that's that's posh. not posh enough. That's not posh enough. Ben Fogle.
2: Yes. Ben <laughs> Fogel once. Um Ben Fogle, right. Only met him once, obviously. We don't know each other. Uh I was at this do which I bought white collar boxing do which I'll tell you about in a minute because it was actually reasonably amusing. But it was it was a poshest do you could go to really it felt like and um, Stephen Fry. It was when Ben Fogel was there and someone started talking about dogs and someone said have you got dogs and he he said something I've never heard before instead of saying when you've got a couple of labs you say we've got labrad we've got labs or we have got Labradors. He says yeah. Yeah, we keep Labradors. We keep Labradors and I said something like what you find them and keep them you don't give them back. And he sort of looked at me, like, just completely straight through me, like, I don't understand what you're about, mate. And I was like, you keep, I don't know what, the verb to keep, I don't understand where the verb keep comes from with dogs. Anyway, it was just, I realise now, it's like when Mark Durden-Smith says he's going on holiday, he says, we've taken a house in Bantham, we've taken a house in Devon. Mm. If you're posh, you have supper, you take a house and you keep dogs.
1: It's going to be you, mate. I say
2: supper sometimes and actually that's not posh. It's going to be you.
1: You're going to be saying, yeah, we've... uh... We keep a, a French bulldog
2: and a what and a bull terrier. A, yeah. a slightly unpredictable bull terrier and a one-eyed French bulldog. Keep
1: yeah, them. we keep them. We keep kids in our house. Um,
2: yeah, keep kids. Mm. But the, the do I was at was a boxing do, and a mate of mine, Hughie Williams, was boxing uh, a bloke from a family whose name I've forgotten. But they are best friends to the royal family. Prince Charles's best mate's son. It's like Viscount something. Hughie was fighting. It's a biscuit and, mate. Um, yeah exactly and they had this fight and it, we were on the next table from prince william and prince harry and all the royals were on the next table this black tie do and powley matt powell we we're we were like woo, 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 come on, hear me! really sort of bit thuggish and matt powell stood up and who is very regularly accused of being posh um because he you know, speaks well and dresses in pink chinos and yellow shirts and stuff and um he stood up and he just shouted I won't, I won't use a swear word, but he said, "Come on, he rip his fucking throat out." We just as swore, big, mate. Just as a joke. You, you just, just swore. I, I didn't. I didn't say it. You he did. said, "Rip his fucking throat out." Anyway, it was absolutely hilarious. Like, people did not know what to make of it. But Ben Fogle was on our table, and everyone knew it was a it was a bit of bants with a Z. Everyone knew it was a bit of fun. But Ben Fogle just couldn't help but disapprove because he keeps Labradors. So maybe he should host our podcast.
1: Yeah it gives a nice insight into the lives of animals at um, Longleat.
2: Chris Packham. Mm,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've
2: always had a bit of a soft spot for the the lady he presents with the curly hair,
1: the blonde curly hair. Yeah. 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 Lord Bath died recently.
2: Didn't know that. I know. Mm. What an operator he was. Um, odd. All the tales I heard were a bit odd. Met him once. Went down to Longers.
1: Do you have a mask on?
2: Met him at it like a, a masquerade yeah. ball,
1: was it? Like, to, like he, Eyes Wide yeah. Shut. Eyes
2: Wide Shut, <laughs> yeah. Mm. He used to have like big sort of swinging parties, didn't he, on, on his top floor? Yeah, never yeah. got invited to one of those, sadly. Because you know what I'm like? I'd have blooming well been there with a gag on and a snooker ball in my mouth. <laughs> <And> a...
1: <laughs> big horse's head <laughs> and a... over you. <laughs> horse's head and...
2: <laughs> and a choker on horse's head. <laughs> And I'd have had Spurs on my heels. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd have, just, I'd have been.
1: Why well, have you got a horse's head on? I'd have been on. mad up for it. Oh, it's, it's ironic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's erotic. <laughs>
1: um,
2: um, yeah. So that. So
1: there we are. There we are, fella. Hey, um, we're,
2: hey, we're back. But I, I quite like all these. Um, I like all these other podcasts because they're kind of they're good. They're they're kind of antidotes to us, really, because we yeah. are.
1: I like him mate. I just we've... I just don't want to see him do too well, all right? Um
2: Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you mean. I am not asked yeah. really, but you, yeah, well, you, you can surely. You are I don't know. You crying can't, on the phone to me. A couple of things you you can't not do better when you've got you're actually paying someone to market you and PR you and stuff like that. And we don't do any of that stuff, which is fine. I mean, they should go and good on them. Um uh but yeah, I kind of think we've we, you know, you and I, as you know, we've we've sort of had the offers to buy our pod and take us over and do big stuff, and it's like nah, because mm. then we couldn't send each other texts like uh, I want to go to gym at nine um, and go out for brekkie. So can we do the pod at eight? Yeah, mate. Do you want me to come and see you? Nah, do it remotely. We we couldn't do that. We'd have to go to a studio, and the the sourcing guests piece is a pain in the ass. They hate it as much as we do. So if you have got someone to do that for you. That's great. But I sort of think that ultimately you are, it, the risk is you are paying someone to produce and paying someone to do running orders and editing and source guests and stuff. And it's like, you know.
1: I'm going to shock I you now, you, mate. I'm ready to sell. Yeah. I'm ready to sell. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm out. I'm out. I might take it to dragon's den.
2: <laughs> yeah. Theo, I'm not, Peter, I'm, Deborah. Do you know what, when, when you're a player, you're so competitive all the time and like you don't get picked one week or you get rotated out or rested or someone else. It's like, I hadn't been picked for England for like eight years. I was still really pissed off every time I didn't get picked for England, even though I was like on crutches or in a wheelchair at one point. Um, and, you know, I mean, but now, like as soon as I retire, I'm like, I just couldn't give a monkey. So it just doesn't bother me at all if that kind of stuff, I, I quite like it. Um, cool. But it's not, yeah, it's not a,
1: quite like quite really like what, else, mate. What
2: we're we we're, we're deliberately low rent, aren't we? Maybe yeah. you wanna go high rent now. You want to take it up or not? No, I just or wanna or sell it, know. mate. I just want
1: to cash in. I just want to sell it, cash in and uh, and retire. Yeah. All right. That's
2: um, it. I mean yeah. that's that's the next. Well I did, I did I did anyway,
1: I did text um well not text. I put on Twitter about questions later. So we're gonna read out a lot of questions. I asked people if they got any questions about the rugby or if they got jokes they want us to read out. And um I think all bar one are jokes. Oh that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Some bloody good, good ones as well.
2: That's good. That's excellent. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. That's what I my, thought. My my kids, by the way, have been in across a, a pan European uh, race to beat quarantine. Um mm. the last couple of days. I got back late last night, having set off on Friday on an eight hour train from uh somewhere in the Netherlands to Berlin and then had to find a flight on Sunday from Berlin to Bristol, which they Paris, found, which right. is a result and right. couldn't go through France. It's one of those things, you had the oh, eight year old and the 10 year old. Paris to Berlin. All your luggage. Mm. Hey? Eh?
1: It was the song Paris to Berlin, was that? I I've mentioned. never heard of it, I
2: mean. uh, One Night in Paris. But you've got all you got these kids and it's like, oh my God, this is gonna be a brutal trip. Knackered kids as it is. Right, we've got to leave now. Get your stuff in a bag now. The train is in two hours and it's a six-hour train. It's delayed. It's an eight-hour train to Berlin. You have your mask on for the whole eight hours. Then you've got to, you know, find a hotel. You've got to get flights, that sort of stuff. Like, absolute bore lake. And I, was, and I said to their mum, like, why don't you just drive? Said, well, you've got to go through France and Belgium. But it only occurred to me when I got back last night, get yourself a diesel fill the car up in the Netherlands and drive straight through France and Belgium, which you can. It's only a couple of hours. It's not a long drive. And you are through. You're back at the ferry. As long as you don't stop, mm. it doesn't count as being in, does it?
1: Yeah. My mate Pi um, had to drive back from the south of France a couple of weeks early from his holiday. He went for a month down there. Um, got back just in time. Managed to book a, a ferry ticket as well, which was obviously the most important thing. Uh, but I'll tell you yeah. one person that uh, didn't escape quarantine... And that is Wayne Barnes. I mean, Wayne Barnes yeah. collected loads of vouchers from Millets, basically, and got a free holiday to France mm. with it. Yeah. Um, and with that free holiday that Millets provided for being one of their lifelong best customers. Member, yeah, mm. member. Um, he's just a member, mate. Um, Because uh, I wasn't sure, because I turned on and I watched Channel 5, the uh, the game you presented, uh, extra Leicester. And I didn't see the start. So when you were coming to Barnsley, I just thought, that's a terrible line. That's a, is he doing it off his mobile or something? Um, mm. But he was doing it from the house.
2: Yeah, I mean, he says he's doing it from his house. I think he's still on the Costa del Sol.
1: Possibly could be. Possibly could be. Because
2: um, his wife, Polly, is still posting holiday pictures. but he has es- gone all quiet.
1: He didn't escape quarantine, no?
2: No. No. Got back and had to do two weeks on his own so I think he's back live with us next week but um, it's like yeah I guess it would be it would be a killer but it's one of those things like a few weeks ago we thought I'll tell you what should we just go somewhere for a week somewhere like you know somewhere in Europe just for a bit of guaranteed sun just for a break because South Devon's great been there since July the 4th so it's like you know wouldn't mind a little hop Somewhere, and it's like actually, you can't because you'll be somewhere they'll get put on the list, and then you're knackered and you can't work for two weeks and you can't see your kids for two weeks if they don't come with you, and all that stuff, you can't do it. Um, so I did mention that to uh the girl's mummy, but um, anyway, it was overridden and ended up in a horrific journey, yep,
1: there so are. Lesson learnt. Lesson learnt. yeah. There we go, lesson learned, lesson learned, staycation. Right. The kids quite enjoyed it, they I'm, quite enjoyed it. I'm down a little staycation on Wednesday, mate, going down to um, I make Paul Luger's pub and um, the new inn in Amroth. Tembi. Come say hi if you're around. Yeah. Uh, he's desperate. He's desperate for us to come down. So a few of us are going down there. And I um, really want to do Centurion um, responsibly, I might add. Okay. Where it's... You what, drink- 100 shots in 100 minutes. Yep. 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 We've got all day there, mate. Stay in the night. Um, camping. And, uh, and driving back the next day. So a little holiday. Can't wait. Can't wait! Not seen him in a long time. Be lovely that boy. Yeah, stay two meters apart. Um, got hand sanitizer. Um, you on your own? Are you taking got the kids? The lot. <sighs> taking the kids, mate. What? Don't take don't, don't kids don't. to war. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my li- that's my little holiday. Really looking forward to that. And then obviously, you're a couple of weeks ahead of us, so I've got a bit of work coming up for Premier Sport. In two weeks' time, oh, not yeah. doing the first weekend. A um, bit of a kick in the teeth that. Don't know why. Been on at them. Um, something about being not good enough, I think. Um, but I'm doing. Yeah, um, yeah charisma. <laughs> yeah, not listening. I, I can't remember what they said. Um, but uh, doing the Cardiff Blues Ospreys. Home game for the Blues, played at Rodney Parade because there's a, a Nightingale Hospital which has um, been constructed on the Arms Park. So, going to be strange playing uh yeah. home game at Ronnie Pro. but I mean we should get into rugby chat now shouldn't we I was about to dip yeah. in there but let's have a short little break and then right. then I'm going to plow into it
2: let's go let's go and do our weeds and wash our hands with soap for seeing happy birthday twice and then we'll come and get going all right
0: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: sale was on Friday night, but I want to start with you. Exeter, Leicester Flats, Channel 5, you were there. Um, What was it like? Because we watched the games on the TV, we've watched football, cricket, loads of sports we've watched, um, where there's crowd noise. Um, what's it like yeah. actually at the stadium? Does it feel like a training game? Yep. Okay.
2: Yep. Okay. Uh, weirdly, it does, but it only feels like a training game when you think about it. But quite often, when there's stuff's going on, you don't think about it. Um, and for a, most of the game, It is just like being at a normal game and you you forget very, very readily that there's no one there. It's Mm. quite surprising how quickly you forget it. But then there's a, the the times you notice it are when a try is scored, a kick is got penalties given, penalties scored, something happens um, and it's silent. And we're silent except for the players. So yesterday at Saints, Malachi Fekatoa put a couple of massive hits in, and yep. the, play, the Wasp players went nuts. But that was it. So no one else, and that's when it's weird. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So try. But I, I think, mean, is there music played when try scored? Still.
2: Uh, I think so. Mm. One thing I noticed yesterday at Saints is that they've got um, one of the pit. I don't. I'm not a massive fan of most pitch announcers. But there's a couple I think are really good, like. Chubbs down at Chiefs is really good. And the one they got at Saints. Um, I don't know who he was yesterday. It's it really good, except he's doing pitch announcements and he's announcing the team and stuff. And Derd has made the point, who is he talking to? That mm. is a really good point. The only people in the ground, are staff or media, who's he, tell, who's he giving the team list to? And it's like at 15, it's George Furbank. Like, who's he talking to? Mm. It's really odd. And he was announcing substitutions, which is quite handy. Um, but it is odd, but I think they're like, watch watched a snooker last night. There's good, There are people there. I think there are going to be... Darren Childs, the CEO of Prem Rugby, was on BT on Friday night, and he suggested that sooner rather than later, it looks like there are going to be some fans back, even on a trial basis. Yes. And even if... You know what it's like, fella. Even if you get 2,000 people in, they can make a lot of noise. Hmm. Um, and that'll change things. But it, it is a bit like being at a United game. What do you call it? A second team game. It, yeah. An does, anyone game. El- does anyone else call them United games? No. Except Bath? No. We're just mm. United with a second team. So it's like being a United game. Yeah. Um,
1: bit bit strange yeah. then. Slightly strange. But I suppose you, you, you'll get used to it. I think we've all got used to the football. We're getting, we getting used to yeah. the, the cricket. We'll get used to the rugby. And I don't think you're, I think you're right. It won't be for too much longer. But Exeter were good. 26-13. Um, Leicester probably I was expecting a little bit more, I think, from Leicester. Um you know that yeah. they don't have the quality uh, that Exeter have, but they've still got, you know, they've still got a great front row, they've still got half backs phenomenal. Um, you know, but it's just the the Exeter juggernaut machine that just keeps going and I mean that the hog try was the highlight for me. Um, you see a lot of teams now looking at that 9-12 play off a scrum. And if it's done yeah. flat, if it's done flat, the opposing 12 can't drift. He can't drift off his man because his man's in his channel. It's it's So um, if it's done correctly, if you've got a good scrum and you've got a little 8-9, that pass to 12 just stops any teams drifting. And Devoto's delay on that pass was just yep. absolutely perfect. Then Simmons delays his. The timing of Woodward's pass. Slade's original
2: decoy line as well was a yep. good hard one. Yep. It was nicely played.
1: Yeah, there's potentially he could have gone through the hole as well. Um, you know, mm. Leicester were just left bemused, really, in, in defence. Um, and they obviously lost Ben Young's around the far side of the scrum as well, which means you can't push as hard. Um, maybe he should have come back round and allowed his team to push off. But, you know, he stayed that side to try and... Um, just try and stop the the hinge of eight nine, um, but it was um, it was good, nice try. Yeah, I thought
2: um, I thought Ollie Woodburn given it too early, um, mm, but he hadn't no. scored it. Yeah, so no, it was, it was uh, Leicester flew out the first half an hour. Um, Chiefs were a bit. I watched Chiefs in the warm up and um, I said this on air. I don't know if you heard it or not, but Here everything, I was, mate. Hear everything, mate. I was with, standing with Topsy Ojo before the game, and I and Chiefs were just drilling their practice lineouts. You know, one to two, one to four, one to the back, two four back. You know, and I said, just I said, tops, just watch this. And they're unopposed because they're just sort of <clears throat> pre-match going through the motions. And it wasn't very accurate. The ball was a bit low. It wasn't He wasn't getting at the top of the lift. The timing wasn't quite right. It wasn't perfect, but it was just a warm up. Mm. <clears throat> but then you start the game, and I and and the lineout didn't work very well for Chiefs and doesn't matter because they find a way to win and the line-out came good and all that but I just thought because it was topically on the day Steve Borthwick's first game at Leicester Tigers I just remember doing line-out sessions with Borths and you could not not finish a lift you're not allowed to not finish a lift you're not allowed to take the ball a foot lower than you should you do it again and you do it again and you do it again one more one more and he said put an inch on it Mirzy put an inch on it Humps you know And it was perfection. It wasn't aiming for perfection. But it wasn't like we were the greatest team ever. But our set piece was excellent. You know, we had the best line out and best scrum in the league for three seasons running, I think, and just statistically. And it was like I watched that and just thought, it just looked a little bit off the drill, got to the game. And it really cost them in the first half First half an hour particularly. Um, But they found their rhythm and got into it. But Leicester flew out the blocks. They just didn't quite, you know, you get... You get George Ford on the front foot. They got him on the front foot like two or three times in 80 minutes. Yeah. And when they do, he is magic. He's just magic. But when they don't, he's excellent, is is all he is, you know, because uh, there's not a lot he can do. Um, whereas you look at Joe Simmons, he just didn't have an armchair ride, but it wasn't far from it. Like, no. You think, just imagine George, it's a silly thing to say, but imagine George Ford in that Chiefs team, imagine George Ford in a dominant Sarri's team, I mean it'd be carnage Yeah,
1: it would, Um, Sam Simmons really impressive, again shows how powerful, how different he is to I suppose the mould that we're used to seeing with England Um, I say used to seeing, Billy Vinopolis Nathan Hughes are probably the the two big number eights but um, Sam Simmons a lot like Curry isn't he, you know that sort of size, really powerful not, doesn't physically weigh, you know 120 kilos but punches really high above his weight and makes up for that with speed with footwork um johnny gray excellent i thought and dave you is i don't know whether he's a lockdown loser or a winner i'm hoping it's muscle but he looked massive and i know you mentioned it a couple of times about him looking like a jersey cow he he looked gigantic mate you know it's so difficult to stop uh, on the charge or five meters out picking and going
2: Mate, he's you know Parks, our yeah, mate James Parks, who we play with at saris He's um, he's a fitness coach at Chiefs. Like I don't ask him for any information; he wouldn't give me any anyway. Um, but one thing, like two things, I know about Dave Ewers are that he is something in the region of 130 kilos, and he's got a six pack.
1: No way! Is it a six he pack? Is like in Nick, mate? Like there was a, a big brother, celebrity big brother, and there was like this Aussie photographer who's got like spiky oh, hair. Yeah. And he's like a peacock, um, but he had a, a six pack implanted in. Yeah, that's him. it. Hold yeah. on, one of those. Yeah, no, he is.
2: He wow. is in Nick, and mm. he just he just back a couple of times. He gets nailed, but he just bangs and bangs and bangs. In the end, they just can't resist him because think about the guys they've got on the bench. Don Armand's on the bench. Yeah, Sam I know. Um, on the bench.
1: I want to ask you, um, Flats. Luke cowan and Dicky, sick coming out of his mouth. WTF?
2: Yeah. Um, playing in the front row is harder than playing anywhere else. All right, don't forget that. Um, Apart from centre. There, there were a few guys that used to spew on the field. Um, Bobby Grouse spewed a few times in scrums and stuff. Um, it's just getting your lungs back used to it. And you get some people spewing training, don't they, when it's really hard training. I never yeah. spewed once. My heart rate would be 210 and I wouldn't spew. Some guys would spew here and there. but um, it, it's like You a, got diarrhoea, didn't you? Spe- <laughs> out the mouth. <laughs> um, but it's,
1: <laughs> but it's, it's like normally if you're going to do that and yeah, you're right. We've seen people being sick from fitness, but normally like you're on your hands and your knees, you're sort of you're crawling around, and then it comes up, sort of thing. Not pushing over, driving over, scoring a try, getting up, cheering, and it coming out your nose and your mouth.
2: It's just effort. Yeah, it's just a, it's just max effort, and you're absolutely hanging at that point. Um But he was like, he was oh, it the way he carries, he's just so aggressive. Mm. Like he's not like he's punching and kicking. He's just oh. so confrontational and he collides so hard and I think he you like, mentioned
1: Christ. it as well like he's he's very comfortable standing in that five metre channel when Exeter want to play like wide wide games you know he's yeah he's often on the end of tries there um, and then he can mix it up when he needs to do some close quarter combat like Steven Seagal
2: skillful confident mm. wax people They're so great
1: yeah no complaints um, there for Exeter Leicester um, Less than a rebuilding process no doubt about that but I think. yeah got, I just think they've
2: got to find a way to get that to get that pack they've got some really good carriers in there but I just I just don't think they've got enough yeah but and I also but
1: I think before that Flats I think they've got the right people in charge to take Leicester forward um, yeah. in terms of management so it might be a case of everyone has to bear with Leicester just for a little bit until they find their feet but you know you'd rather have the right people in charge and bring the right players in I, I think rather than the other way around yeah, and they would the have moment, been
2: quietly, then. yeah, they would have been quietly complaining about Sarri's and saying we reckon they're cheating the salary cap and all that sort of stuff for years. Yeah, and well, they were because off, off, you know, off camera they were, but now they'll be incredibly grateful that Sarries did it just that because otherwise there's a good chance they would be struggling down. The, well, they are struggling down the bottom of the table, but mm. I think any, any club with um, Steve Borthwick in charge is going to struggle not to improve to some level. Yeah. Um, so, here's hoping they get better because it's more fun to watch, isn't it? I was uber excited
1: um, about Friday night, Quinn's sale, partly because, I say partly, 90% because Manu Tuolangi was starting for sale and there was yeah. a massive, you know, Steve Diamond's massively hyped him up, saying, that, you know, there's one of the best trainers he's ever seen up there with sort of Jason Robinson. On. Um, I'm not sure you can put him right up there with Jason Robinson um, yet. He's certainly got the qualities potentially, but. Weather just killed it for me. Weather was was appalling. Um, Forty-one minutes until we actually saw Manu Carry. I think it was, um, but a lot of penalties in that game. Now, you were there yesterday. You started covering games again. What are the main differences we'll be seeing in referees ref in the breakdown?
2: Well, they're, they're, firstly, there are no new laws. Um, it's nothing new. It's just implementing the laws that are already there, really, a bit more stringently. Um, so there's more emphasis on uh, not going off your feet. Um, and, you know, it's worth, it's worth remembering that we are going to see players going off their feet and not getting penalised because you can't give a penalty at every breakdown. It'd just be no game anymore. Um, and also the refs can't spot everything. So stop going off your feet. Um, the jackal and stop coming in from the side. You've got to come in from the back. So a lot lot less side entry. So it's safer, but also it's better to watch. Um, and if you're going to jackal, clear release still is a thing, but you've actually got to try and lift the ball. So it used to frustrate me. Like you'd see lads getting themselves in a great position, standing strong, winning penalties. And it was like, they weren't even trying to take the ball. They flopped their arms in the right place and mm. just tense their cores and hips and quads and locked in they weren't trying to nick it they're trying to win a penalty there's a difference so you actually have to try and lift the ball now after a clear release um so you if you're not lifting the ball you're not going to get the pen rolling away you've got to be quicker ideally they want you to roll east or west as opposed to back out um towards the incoming scrum half but they're giving you less time to do that so there's a lot of pens for not rolling away Um, some of them are quick really quick and some of them are really tight because you think I could not have got out of there in time if that was me Um, but the idea being it feels at the moment it feels at the moment like it might be slightly weighted towards the defense and is that what we want I think that isn't the idea I think give it a few weeks um, and actually most clubs will adapt uh, better than they have so far. They get used to it, but I, I think it's not. It's, it's meant to mean that the breakdown is cleaner, less of a mess, so it's better to watch. Basically, is is the <laughs> idea. And Sale did not adapt very well on Friday night.
1: Thank you for doing my homework for me um, for mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, no, there was quite a lot of penalties, dodgy ones as well. Um, I mean, Don Brandt um, managed to win himself apparently by pulling a sale player in. The ref missed that. Yeah,
2: but, I know. Street, street wise, Yeah, street wise. massively,
1: massively. Um, it doesn't help for sale when uh, Dupree missed the kick in front of the post. They had no real territory or possession. Um, did they really? Um, and
2: no, and then the crossfield kick from the scrum advantage was a bit of a shocker.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, that was strange, wasn't it? To give away advantage so soon.
2: Well, on a penalty advantage, you might be all right. Might, yeah. You might come back and win it anyway. But on a scrum penalty, you're not. Um,
1: yeah, but it's, it's still... Just, it's not like an attacking kick. It's not like it's been kicked all the way downfield. You know, that's that's more of a, yeah. a chance your arm, really. You, you've got advantage. Try something different. And it, it didn't work because Brown collects it. Probably should have scored himself, actually. But it results yeah. in, in Scott Baldwin um, uh, diving over. But, um, I mean, sales try was good um we talked about it already with that nine twelve move um and Manu just does enough to hold merchant uh yeah merchant Merchant. sorry yeah um uh, it's, but it's because of Klerk's pass hits Sam hill um so that has to hold uh, and it goes out the back to deprian and some agree to score but that is a common move we're going to see a lot of now and you see sort of once one team sort of shows you how well a a move works. Most teams copy it now. You know, we we sort of see that blueprint that Cipriani sort of installed really at Wasps and and Gloucester in phase play, just balls behind forwards all the time, you know, just hanging in that pocket. Every team does it now. And I think, you know, if you get a good scrum, you're going to see this a lot because it's a really difficult move um, to to defend because you've got so many options. You can carry yourself, you can hit the short runner, um, you can put it out the back um but yeah i mean it's it's difficult i thought weather killed the game but it's difficult because we've we have watched rugby before this weekend and it's been super rugby hasn't it and we've seen some classic games there's a brilliant game um in the morning actually saturday morning i think it was uh hurricanes and i can't remember who else um but it's phenomenal phenomenal yeah it, um the level has been quite amazing i the know that the, there was nothing on the game um you know that it's already been won by the crusaders but just the aspect the attacking intent you know the offloading i think is is what sets it apart from southern to northern hemisphere more so in new zealand it's just skill wise i think they are unfortunately streets ahead of northern hemisphere um but phenomenal game, I, I think I can't remember who it was. Um name some teams, Hurricanes and wasn't Crusaders. Blues, Blues Chiefs. Nope, nope. wasn't Highlanders. Chiefs. Highlanders. Hurricanes, Highlanders. Phenomenal, mate, honestly. You want to watch attacking Rugby the way we want the game to be played. Um that is it. But um but a good start for, for Quinn's. Hold on. Um, Scott Baldwin. Um
2: You played well, I thought, Scott Baldwin.
1: Yeah. Did all right. Loves wearing white socks or um, ankle strapping over his socks.
2: Yeah, makes you look quicker, doesn't it? Mm,
1: does make him look quicker.
2: NFL style. I thought he defended really well, tackled hard. I thought He looked really good, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, did all right. Players um players
2: on the field, I thought. Um, that was good. Bristol Saracens was massively hyped and was um, the worst game to watch uh, in 39 years of rugby union globally, well, um, that
1: game and the sale game, I was looking forward to most of because of both centres, Manu and Rad yeah. um You know, oh, two yeah. by the way, I, I, but
2: here's, here's a question for you. Sorry, rewinding a bit, to the yeah. Quinn sale. You got Manu. It's raining. Um, it's not a great night. Mm. He hasn't been in the game. Marcus Smith at ten for Quins. Um, brilliant player, played not well, a big guy, kicked well. Why don't we see Manu being brought in closer and sent up the middle? Why don't we see that? being uh, sent into Marcus Smith, didn't, didn't have tackling tackle him once, I don't think.
1: Harlequin's defence was really sharp off the line, so um, any ball that is a little bit off, a little bit slow, I thought Quinn's really shut Manu down, and it's difficult. I mean, it's easier to say, right, let's get a line out, let's get a scrum, we need Manu running down that 10-channel, get over the gain line, forge around the corner, but it doesn't always happen like that. You know, ball's disrupted, ball isn't clean. Um, yeah. Skill wise, it's, it's quite difficult out there to throw accurate passes because of uh, of the rain, and it, excuse me, and how greasy it was. So, yeah, I mean, there would definitely been chat about trying to get Manu in the game, but you know, it's like sometimes just the ball doesn't come your way. You know, you played in games where you've probably carried four or five times in the first 10, 20 minutes, and then there will be other games where you've tried to, but you haven't been able yeah. to. Um, but yeah. Uh, Little bit disappointed, really, because we wanted to see him, but then you know, Radrada as well. <sighs> he tried, um, we know how good he He'll is. Get there. Yeah, you'll get there. I'm glad he didn't get knocked out uh, where uh, chasing that kick. Yeah, do you, you see it? Um, it was an up and under, and yeah, it looked horrible. Yeah, it looked horrible. I thought his jaw was gonna be knocked out. Um, yeah, it was Sean Maitland called it, didn't he? And he tries to put the, the sort of breaks on and, and slips into it um, now but a massive talking point of the game was the Morahan try disallowed um, have you seen what's that? your
2: thoughts what's your thoughts
1: well I like speaking for you um, you're going to say no try because you love sitting on the fence really and backing up the refs well, saying um,
2: no try is not sitting on the fence is it
1: well it's the easy thing to say mate backing up the refs because it was no try um, you don't want to disagree with them because they're all your mates um <laughs> I I thought it was a try. I thought it was a try. Um Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um what do you think?
2: Try.
0: Ah Yeah
2: ah. <laughs> I've had out. I've had it. I've done it
1: Yeah, I thought it was yeah. Um I don't think there there is a, a bit of a change in direction of who is it? Harry
2: he's not in the same position. Harry, Thak- Harry
1: Thacker yeah. mm-hmm. running back but it's not it's not enough for me. I told you he's not making that tackle either way and I know you could say well you have got to allow him to make it. Um it's it's a block. He knows what he's doing but you're allowed to do it.
2: Yeah, I I think as soon as you deliberately block, you are asking for trouble. You are asking as as for it, trouble. It's but... obvious you're asking for it. So I think I don't think many refs would have given that you can't, you know. You might be allowed to. So you don't think it's a try? It. No, I think Maro wouldn't have made the tackle, but I think not many refs would allow it.
1: What's your answer? Do you think it was a try or not? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
2: but I don't think. Convince me then. Convince me then. That's it. I told no, you, what I think.
1: No, no, you've got to convince me. I don't think it's a try now. No, Why? but
2: it's 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 the same as stick yourself in a scrum, Shanko, and it's like it might not be. The said he's taking it down but if you bind like that it's always going to look like you are so what do you expect it's not about right or wrong it's about what you're showing the referee a lot of the time and you have to be streetwise and not and show the referee not show the referee things that look um, illegal that look erroneous paint, so you paint you a better picture yeah is that what we're saying that's it paper picture that's it yeah
1: that's um, it. Bristol did really well to hang on though they're right under pressure towards the end a uh, couple of penalties given away and Saracen's a couple of driving lineouts. Uh quite impressed with Dominic Morris for Saracen's not heard too much yep. about him um, defensively yep. thought he was really good um, you know did did a really good job uh, in that midfield um, but yeah I, you just wanted to see more of Semi Radra. you could see him trying to hit lines you know pre-planned sort of three phase attack but it just didn't fall for him but I tell you what as soon as that weather changes and he gets ball in hand
2: oh yeah see you later Oh,
1: you wouldn't want to be defending him at 13. Yeah. At all. Um, so...
2: Like I've got I've got an inside source at uh, Bristol. I won't say who it is, but um, I said, how does Sammy Rondrada look? And he said, mate, mm. mate, he is a different level. He is a different level.
1: But I'm happy for Bristol Bears, happy for Pat Lamb. Sounds and seems like a great bloke. Guys love him. Always hear good things about him. So... Um, well, done to, to the Bristol Bears because that was a, that was a you, decent, that was a decent, well-drilled Saracens team that went to um, Ashton Gate. Um, so
2: yeah, come on, Briss. Well done, Briss. Um, best game of the
1: weekend. I've not seen all of the Bath game; I've seen the tries, but Northampton Wasps really enjoyed that. Now, yeah, talk to, talk the, to me the, about Umanga. Is it a perm or is it natural?
2: Soul glow, baby. I like it. Dirda said, what do you do with Umanga's hair? And I said, you embrace that. You grow that. You take care of it. You nourish it. Because mm. one feed day, it. Tommy, Pro. it will be gone. One day, it will be gone. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought uh, there was this upturn in form before lockdown for WASPs, and no one quite knew whether it was the Lee Blackett effect or Die Young leaving suddenly they were better. I think it roughly coincided with Jimmy Goppeth coming back fit. Yep. And that, for me, is what makes the difference for them. I agree. Um,
1: I agree. Lee Blackett's also also, um, he's bulked up a little bit um, in the gym, I think. Yep. Yep. So, training hard.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's good. He's obviously got a set up in his back garden and he's accessed some of the gym kit. Um, I agree with you about Gopeth, Jimmy
1: Goppeth though, mate. I really yeah, do. Yeah,
2: he's just class. and He is. Um, it's no surprise when there's no fans, you can hear all the comms on the field and Jimmy Gopeth runs that show. But um,
1: If you take Jimmy Goppeth out of 12 that Wasp's backline will not function as well. He is such a... He's more vital, I think, than Jacob Umanga at 10, which you don't often say because your 10 is your playmaker. But I think he's that vital and important to Wasp's attack um, way more than uh Umanga, who I think is a, is a class player himself. But everything is around Jimmy Gopeth.
2: Yeah, agreed. And that's great for Umanga to be playing inside Jimmy Gopeth. He can take so much of the heat off him when he's a young player. But... Fekatoa was really really good in defense, couple of massive hits. One was borderline. All the Saints players thought he should have been sent off for it, but it correct know, decision. The was yeah, the player was dipping as he caught it in the knees bend. He was so yeah. to that. Yep. Um,
1: do you see but, the Borough yeah. stamp on Launchbury? When I say stamp, no, it, it wasn't I don't think it was I couldn't you couldn't call it a stamp because a stamp sounds like it was um, on purpose. Um, but it wasn't um he breaks three of. It happened around the same time as the the Fakutoa high tackle, so it wasn't really picked up. Um, but he breaks three of Launchbury's tackle. And he just tries to kick out. He's not looking at Launchbury's face, but studs connect with Launchbury's face. Um, but I didn't see that. Probably worth a look. Just to yeah. shut up a lot of trolls, basically. And if there's any, if there's studs connected with a face, you, you probably should look at it. Um, Looked totally accidental to me, um, but um, rugby incident.
2: Yeah, I tell you who was Brad Shields was good. He yes, he really was. Well, thought he was good, and Jack Willis is mm. another clothing brand. Amazing English back rower. Like mm. he is. There are so many. He was just mega. I mean, scores God, a try. So good. Nice work
1: from Robson down the blind, and mm. we're not see. But I tell you, I, I was I was watching them, and I was thinking there's there are a few teams 5 meters out which are just deadly deadly for different reasons wasps are deadly because i think of how creative they are um you know with their strike moves you know extra saracens are deadly i'd say more so from basics of picking and going of of patience of power um but it's always always sort of red alert when Wasps are five metres out. Gloucester are the same as well. I think it's because of of the setups they use for attack. Um, But, you know, there's more chance, I think, of of Wasps scoring five metres out than not scoring. Um, I really enjoyed the first try as well from Bassett. It was a class try. Again, 8-9-12. So, it's done really flat. Piers Francis has to hold. Nairo overruns it, really, and and the hole just Opens up for Bassett. It's an extra pair of hands as well. It's a little flick on for a Moomanger. But just the timing of that is really hard to nail. So they've done a lot of work, obviously, in this off-season, if you want to call it, because it was spot on. You know, everyone has to be in the right position. It's not just one pass out the back Um, from Gopeth. You know, it's it's two sets of hands. And it just... Wafts make it look easy when it's not.
2: Yeah, and I felt like they... Josh Bassett played really well as well. Um, yeah, but I he always he always does. Um I felt like they targeted Naira Voro a bit. Mm. Um, quite a lot of kicks clever kicks went his way. Yep. Uh, through Gopeth primarily but they attacked down the right quite a lot and maybe it's a coincidence but I did think they targeted the big fella in defense. Um and it, you know, at that instant it paid off. But it, it was the best game of the weekend. The weather turned just after half time, really, and the weather was hanging for the last half an hour of the game. So yeah, the skill level dropped a bit. Fatigue, fatigue, were kicked in. But it was the best game of the weekend, definitely. If um, you look at that Fakutoa the,
1: hit on um, who does he hit now? He is Dingwall. Hits Dingwall in the centre, right? Crazy Dingwall. Yeah, but if you watch that clip from behind, because they're great angles from behind, it's just a little bit of decision making there because if that ball goes out the back to bigger, Bassett is miles away from Fekutoa. Um, difficult position for your winger to defend that far out because you've got to be wary of the cross-field kick. Um, you can't quite be right up in the front line with your centre. You've got to hang off a little bit. But if that ball goes out the back to bigger, he's in, mate. He's in. That's a try. So yeah. as, you, as you know, there's not many opportunities in the game and it's just about taking him and... Um, It's a shame, really, um, because um, Northampton do bring themselves back into it. Um, One man I want to point out was man of the match, uh, Thomas Young. Um, Again, brilliant. His tracking back, his pick up the ball, bounces off, hits Robson, feeds Bassett. uh, Probably the the try of the match. Um, But he can't play for Wales. He's not allowed to Why? play for he Wales plays over here. under the new Gatlands law. Okay, um, It's the 60 mm. cap rule, basically, has got him because he's re-signed for Wasps. Now, the problem he's got, and I think it, it needs to be looked at, is that no Welsh region is going to want him or wants him because if there's one position that we, uh, we are just filled with in Wales is, is number seven. All the regions, yeah. you look at them all, there's so many players there that they're not going to want another seven. Every region is littered with it and international quality as well. So yeah. for him, no matter how well he's playing, as it currently stands, he's not allowed to play for Wales. And I think that has to change because we know how good he is. I think he's got three caps. And if he continues this form, there's no reason why he can't be number one or number two. You know, so if Tiprick's yeah. not fit, you know, he's certainly knocking on the door with the Navedis to play. Um, but as it stands he can't so I think the powers in Wales really need to look at that because you should be rewarded you know that um, more than anyone for playing well for your club and he's shown he can do it I just feel for him
2: I do he's so good Mm. he is so good Mm. I mean that back row was Shields, Jack Willis and him yesterday was bumping absolutely bumping I thought they were great it was Um, the the Bath-Irish game was fine. Bath found out that their driving more worked really well, so did that 38 times. London Irish did one as well. Yeah, um, chucked the, all the backs Bath in Pack, as well. Bath-Pack were really dominant. Um, they were excellent. Abano was great when he came off the bench. Jonathan Joseph's finish was absolutely spectacular. A bit of a Joe Thock on a single finish, but that was kind of it, really. It wasn't the best game to watch, even though there's quite a lot of points scored. Um,
1: i tell you what I'm looking forward to, mate, is watching Bath play this year with Ben Spencer running the show at nine. Um, he looked really good. Really yeah. good. You know, such a great intercept as well. Clever intercept. It wasn't like just a winger picking off a long flat ball. Mm. That was re- It was really intelligent and, and well-read. And Pace as well. I think he's going to be a huge and make a huge difference for Bath. I, I saw one of the tries, Flats, and um, is one of the 14 men. Um, creative driving line out tries to score, which Wales I've tried quite a few times as well. Um, yeah. But uh, Rocket Aguni, when he was walking back, I was still thinking, oh my, look at the shape of him. Look at, yeah, he's like a missile. Um, still don't want to mess yeah. with him.
2: No, but you don't see him much in games. I'm sure he wants to be seen more, but you just don't see him that much. And that's been kind of a, not a complaint, because it's not a complaint, I don't really care who plays well and who doesn't to be honest but it's a, an observation that has been made before is that um, you know they've got this they've got this unbelievable outside back talent there and you just think they just you just don't hear a lot about him and mm. I know it's only game one so chill out but you know hopefully the next seven or eight games Rocco's flying because when he's on the ball in a bit of space even when he's on the ball in no space he's unplayable at a time he's just brutal to play against but you just do not see them released very much at the moment. Um, yeah. Um, so there's some work to do there.
1: On wingers, Johnny May concussed uh, Nanai. Um, did you Ridiculous. see the tackle? That was a
2: horrible hit, that. It was that horrible. Was a horrible hit. Arms yeah. down by
1: the side, no wrap, straight into the head. Um,
2: well, like Brian Lima 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, the chiropractor. was well,
2: Great to watch then, but you can't do it now.
1: Was Cipriani wearing a headband or did he have stitches?
2: I hope it's the latter. <laughs>
1: if there's one thing we know about Danny, he's in love at the moment. Um,
2: oh, God, is he? Oh, oh Christ. Been he's st- fallen big time, hasn't he?
1: You've been helping him out with a couple of his posts. I not know what you're like. You're <laughs> romantic. Um, but obviously killed... was reckon he got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> killed killed Worcester's chances. Uh forty four fifteen to Gloucester. Um... But
2: you know what it's like, mate? If you're you're playing your first game back after preseason and you've had a really short preseason, you are hanging and you lose anyone mm. who contributes in defence and attack or anyone, it is brutal because that little bit of extra work you gotta do for an hour, yeah, you're knackered then. Yeah. Especially when Danny Cipriani's running the show. He wasn't at his best, but he was really, really good and he didn't need to be at his best. No, he didn't. You he know he's still the best player. When on you the field. got
1: Jason Woodward, you got Ollie Thorley finish off tries Lewis rees Samet. Um who I actually saw yesterday he was at uh Penarth Rugby Club doing some filming. Well let's say some filming when a guy had a camera, um videoing him sidestep. Um cycled past made him. It, didn't he? I cycled past him, I checked him out, I'd go up and down. Some sort of endorsement, will not it? I'm bigger than him, mate. I'm bigger than him. What do um, I mean? Yeah. So um Who's the winner right. there? Um,
2: I saw Jonathan Joseph on uh, social media the day doing a personal best on the bench press. And it was like 100 reps for six, I think. 100 kilos for six. Or 100, yeah. Like, and I was like, I was really surprised that it was such a lightweight. And then I quickly realised that what he's got is 50 caps at 13 for England. And... Hmm. Um, and what I had was a really good bench press and no caps. Yeah, but it's still so a bit so you're much that. better off being really good at rugby like he is.
1: Ah, you say that now you finish, but you'd rather have a good Realize bench. Realize that too late. We know that. We know that. Um, similarly, like someone like James Hook, right? Not the strongest in the gym. Incredibly chiseled, you know, strong, but had a wicked handoff. So good. You know, really deadly. Um, you know you don't need to do bench press for that it's it's technique it's it's using your core using your your body to yeah. push off um but yeah uh but yeah i'd rather have a good bench
2: yeah gotcha, gotcha.
1: Um, do you know what time it is i think it I'm could be it? it could be questions time we've got plenty oh, God, in God, God, we've got plenty in i mean get your phone ready because they're on our uh instagram feed um as I put out a little message yesterday, uh, Twitter, yeah, uh, Jeremy Pallister has talked about um, Luke Dicky vomiting. We've gone through that. Um, David Buckingham, is snooker without an audience better than rugby without a crowd? Uh,
2: yeah, mm. no, yeah, because it's a silent game. Um, Yeah, it, I can't... I mean, probably because, yeah, snooker's silent. is not much celebration in snooker, but no, I don't necessarily um, like snooker as much with a small crowd. I like it with everyone there. Okay, you stole it. I quite like the fact that they're all... Because they're all being really... They're all trying really hard to be quiet, so it adds to the tension, okay. I think.
1: Okay, we'll, we'll move on. Rhys Jones. Um, Shanks, when did you decide to embrace the ball and what made you decide this? Um, he reckons he'll be a member of the ball club in a couple of years. Um, my tip... To you, Reese, is just to just to keep going short, mate. I mean, don't start off with a number one or a zero zero point eight millimeter. Maybe just start off with a four, and then you can slowly go down and go down, so it, it gets people used to it. Um, but yeah. you can't be that guy that you know, just like a Jamie Roberts. You know, when when there's any rain in the sky and it comes down, then you can just see you can see scalp. Um, so can't be that, mate. Just do it. Mm. Um, Darren Carlson, what a rugby player's favourite drink. Scrum and Coke.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Here's one from Matt. I looked out my window yesterday and saw a German shepherd doing a poo on the front lawn and he had the cheek to come back later with his dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Brad Webb wants to know, what's the best restaurant near Salcombe Flats?
2: Best restaurant near Salcombe? Uh... I like the crab show in Kingsbridge, as you know. Um, wild artichoke in Kingsbridge as well is nice. Sulcombe, Dick and Wheels is fine. Uh, not amazing. Not amazing eating out in Sulcombe, actually, unless I've missed somewhere, obvious. Mm. Um, you're better off having a barbecue on the beach, mate, or go to Kingsbridge. There's a really good curry house um, called Mahabharat, and there's also Woody Steakhouse. Kingsbridge is much better eating, and it's only 10 minutes away.
1: We've got a question, Ryan. Yo, man. Do you always- Pod in your car at Gloucester Services seems to get a lot of mentions. Um, it just no, gets mentions, mate. Services, actually, I think we've done one never once with to John Tho- with John Thomas. I think we did one once. First. Oh yeah. Um, it just gets mentions, mate, because it's so good. And we drive a lot. We go to a lot of services, and it's probably the best one in terms of choice for food and beverages. All right. Um, we mostly do it at O'S Services, which is the old M4. If anything, mate. So get your facts right
2: um graham hog a uh, great great mate of mine hoggy well he was until he um he's gone plant-based um he's gone plant-based it's it's difficult because he used to have really good chat and be really charismatic and now he is admittedly thinner but he looks gaunt uh, he looks unhealthy he's focused far too much on what he doesn't eat and what other people shouldn't eat and he's become a bit of a bore but his uh, joke is what type of cheese do you use to get a bear down from a tree Come on, Bear. Mm. you see what I mean? It's such a...
1: Yeah, I mean, we wanted questions on rugby, but I did put jokes in there as well. James Walsh on Twitter, my dog only responds to commands in Spanish. I think it's because she's a Spaniel.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. It's time to finish, boy. Uh,
1: where's your moustache gone? Last question.
2: Uh, the kids loved it, then the kids hated it. So they would, they were like, can we please shave it off, Daddy? And I was doing my head and face in the... Shower and I said, "Go with it, mate.
1: And your back and your triceps,
2: yeah. I was just shaving my tongue and the soles of my feet and the palms of my hands. Mm. Um, in the shower, Has it gone to...
1: for good, mate. Or are we going to see it again?
2: I don't know. I quite liked it. Mm. Um, just something to do, wasn't it? It was something to maintain. Um, no, it's probably gone now. I mean, mm. I look 10 years younger without it, so I look about 47.
1: Yeah, your skin was looking good. I'll give you that. Um,
2: yeah, well, done, boy. Um, anyway, we've got to go now, okay, because I need, I need a wee now,
1: yeah, and um. What game are you covering next week for Channel 5?
2: London Irish next week. I would say to you,
1: go on. Names? Yeah, I would say to you, keep off the creatine this week because there's a lot of water retention in you on Saturday. What's there? Yeah.
2: yeah. You're doing it again, you see. You're trolling me about my weight. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm looking after you, mate. You've only got one heart.
2: Salvy Bristol. Oh, no, it's not. Where the hell am I? What bloody day? Oh, here we go
1: do you know I'm just no? trying okay well
2: London Irish Against Saints uh, we'll try and keep this um, there we are London Irish Against Saints uh, stop stop uh, cyber bullying me and put up my weight okay
1: not mate I'm, not, I'm looking after you
2: alright right. All you've right, got good one life you, fella. keep going alright live enjoy, it to the max. enjoy 10 Um, yeah thank you enjoy flats
1: um, enjoy walking your dogs and throwing your chicken carcasses in the woods alright for all the little animals we will do okay for the badgers Later, boy bye
2: bye everyone